Hello and welcome to the 76th. 76th episode of Unrenowned. I said that kind of backwards. Unrenowned, the podcast where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. Hello and welcome to episode 76. What, how do you normally do it? To, yeah, I said the 76th episode instead of episode 76. Oh, you did. Okay, See? yeah. That's, that was stupid. Um, yeah, where we talk about Siege, what we, like, what we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I am Chris. This is the Unrenowned podcast. And it is Unrenowned, as you can tell. We are sponsored by Mamba Energy. Now Ma Energy. Now called Ma Energy. Mamba has rebranded to Ma Energy. Uh, you can continue to support us by going to drinkma.com slash r6pod. And there you can get a free trial of Ma Energy. It's a delicious energy drink uh, for gamers. Two delicious flavors with two more on the way. Right. It is just because they changed. It's like, it's like, this is it's like when Nesquik went and changed like their their carton <laughs> Why, on the you outside. Have to explain a rebrand. Everybody oh, knows I do. what a rebrand is. No, 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 is. I do because Nesquik did it wrong. Nesquik changed okay. their rebrand and they I mean they didn't rebrand, well, but they changed the outside of the container. They used to be Nestle Quick. Okay, well they and changed then they it. became Nesquik. Okay. Well, whatever they did, they changed the taste. Now they brought the taste back. Now Ma, they didn't do that. They just changed no. the look. Same stuff, new Same stuff. New name. Still for siege, still good to reduce stress. Also, their branding is way cooler. Now, instead of just like a kills. snake head, they've got different animal heads for every flavor, and they're really cool. There's like a wasp and a lion and a gorilla. It's really cool. Yeah, whatever. Really I don't cool care. Band. I don't really care about what it's called. I just care that it reduces stress and it makes me better at Siege. I wouldn't say it reduces stress, but it definitely it reduces gives you stress. energy and that's, focus. That's what the Trattle <laughs> is, is there for. Okay. So <laughs> Go to drinkmod.com slash r6pod. Get a free trial. Help support the podcast. You're going to need the reduced stress when you see this mozzie skin. Thank you to the many of you who have gone and tried that out. That really, it, we get a little kickback when you subscribe. Uh, so it helps us out and uh, hope you liked the drink. It's really for you. Okay. So what's going on this week is we're going to talk about Siege. We like about Siege. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've done that a few times now. Um, so there's been a leak of an upcoming event. We're gonna has. talk about it a little bit. I don't. I like. I'm unclear what our policy is on talking about leaks because on leaks because sometimes I'm like, no, we don't really talk about leaks, and then other times I'm like, I'm talking about this leak. <laughs> like, well, so it's hard to talk about the ones where it's like a a Reddit post that's not from that one guy because there's one guy that does them that is he's always he's been right every single time, right? But then there's sometimes that's like it's called a leak, but it's not actually a leak. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think like for me, I guess. I'm not interested in talking about leaks that are like, oh, Rook's going to have this buff where his armor does this much less. It's like that's because that just seems like anything that's attached to hard numbers seems like uncredible. But like leaks for like, here's the upcoming event and like the details of like what it's going to be. Where it's a little bit more just kind of like new content is, uh, I think, a little more interesting, at least to me. And um, I don't know. But we're going to show video of the game that's doing something that the game doesn't normally do. I just I wanted to acknowledge how inconsistent we are about our coverage of leaks. So, oh yeah, we we know that and don't like come at us for it. We're unrenowned. <laughs> there, that's the best part about having a podcast called Unrenowned. Anything you do wrong, you can just claim, "Well, we're unrenowned." Look, look it's in the name. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you even listening? Also, that's on you. Consulate has been deactivated. Mozzie has a new pizza skin. Don't get me started. And uh, there's an interview with the creative director for Rainbow Six Siege, Leroy Athanasov. Close enough. This is on the uh, Ubisoft blog, and it's an interview where he talks a little bit about kind of the future of the game. So there's a few interesting tidbits there. Uh, And then, of course, we're going to do some listener questions. And uh, 
it's going to be a great podcast. It is. And tonight you won't be here because you'll be listening to this on Monday. But yeah. we played Battlefield on Friday night. So and it was good. Go watch you, the stream archive. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you had the Twitch. chance to join us, good for you. If you didn't have the chance to join us, shame on you. Hey, if you want to know when we're streaming, um, first of all, join the Discord. And then if you react in the role assignment uh, channel, there's a there's a reaction where you can subscribe to notifications that we're streaming. Mm-hmm. And so it'll ping the stream crew in the discord and you will get a notification we're streaming. Also, of course, just follow us on Twitch and the other streaming platforms if you want to be notified that way. But yeah, it's fun to have the unrenowned community hop in and say hi while we play siege and or other games. Yeah. So yeah, you, if you didn't watch us tonight, which for you was last Friday, <laughs> then uh, you missed some great battlefield. I'm sure this yeah. is a prediction but also it's in the past. So it's very strange. Podcast is time traveling. Podcasting is time traveling. It's like when we talked about the 49ers winning. Yeah. In our, in that reality, they did win, but then we got put onto an alternate reality. That's garbage. The worst timeline. Okay. Let's talk about this leak. So um, this is, we're getting this from PC games and I'm sure a lot of places picked it up. Um, PCgamesn.com. Uh, so, the upcoming event has been leaked. It's uh, apparently called Gang Destruction. I don't know if that's the actual name or like a working title. Um, but what it looks like it is, is a three-player co-op mode where you have to like secure safes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be like terrorists, like an like AI terrorists that you're doing this against or what, but it takes place on Old Hereford. Yeah, it, so, it does. It's, it's not exact it the model is exact but they changed some of the the artwork on it art team needed something to do so they went ahead and just redid terraford and then the designer team said like, i guess we should use this yeah so and it's, so they made a game mode it's decorated now to look kind of like an old manor type of thing it looks yeah. a lot like villa like in its style yeah um that's a good it, but it, it's like, like a it's, villa theme park mix kind of yeah it's, it's like furnished with like where it used to be kind of it looked like a like a military staging training right. area now it's been like furnished with real furniture and decorations and paintings and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a, an occupied building. Yeah. Um, but it, I have to pay more attention to it because it seems really weird because just the structure of Hereford is not like any building you would live in. So like, uh, yeah, not at all. So now I'm trying to think like, like the staircase is just weird, right? Like a, a four flight staircase that goes from yeah. basement to the top and just like, and like just on one end of the house. It's, yeah, it's weird. Strange. Um, but I'm excited to play Old Hereford. Turns out they didn't empty the recycle bin, so it was still there. They just pulled it out and uh, they did a uh, copy paste. Um, what's it called? Villa onto Hereford, and now we have a new map to play yeah. for the event. They, um, there's a there's a video on this link that will be in the show notes that you can watch. It's clearly you can see the safe, but clearly the game mode is not completely finished because right. they try to like open the safe and it doesn't really do anything. So. We don't know what's going to happen with it at all. Like you said, we don't know if there's going to be terrorists or anything or whatnot, but it looks cool so far. So we'll see where they go with this. I don't, how do people get their hands on stuff like this? Um, I mean, this has to be coming from somebody in Ubisoft, clearly, right? Do you think they do it on purpose? We've talked about this so many times because it happens all the time. Well, somebody's doing it on purpose. I know somebody is, but do but, you think it's Ubisoft? Ubisoft? Yeah. I mean, it... it whether or not they're doing it on purpose, it doesn't seem like they're concerned about tracking down the source of the leak, right? Yeah. Because otherwise it seems like somebody would have been caught for this a long time ago. Yeah. But like, it seems to me that somebody's delivering 
early game builds to a friend or some contact who is then uploading them. Yeah. Um, they did mention that every floor is fully destructible. Yeah. So there's a, you can even see in this video, there's like a part where they destroy some of the floor and it's like, it's, if you saw the alpha gameplay of Siege or pre-alpha, one of the two, the floor used to be completely destructible. Oh, so there you, were no there's beams. no hatches. Right. There, I mean, well, there might be hatches, but regardless but of whether or not, everything is hatched. You can breach charge the floor and there wow. is a hole in the floor. So no beams, you can fall through that, that part. That's interesting. So it's, yeah, it's really interesting. It's, I don't know where it is in the video, but there's like a section of the floor that they destroy completely. Okay, so so weird. it's not that the whole, wait, is the floor destructible no, 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 no. throughout the entire map? I believe so, in the basement. Wow. But there's just a, a part of it that they destroy in one yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm interested to see what this is going to be. I'm just excited to be playing Old Hereford again because I really liked that map. It, like, as broken as it was, it was still really fun. Um. So I'm excited to see it come back and, and, you know, we get a little chance to revisit that old classic map. Uh, should we talk about Consulate? Another classic map? Yeah. That now has been deleted. Yeah. So <laughs> Consulate apparently has some lighting bug. I haven't seen this yet. Um, but did we have, did we played a Consulate match this season, but it must not have just had the bug. Yeah. So it must not be every time. But, um... So it has some lighting bug that apparently makes it really difficult to see. So they basically just turned it off, um, similar to how they've like turned off operators like Clash and who else have they done that with? Clash. Uh, they've done. They've turned off somebody else before. I can't remember now. Oh, they turned off uh, Q or yeah, you know, IQ, it was IQ. She was the invisible girl. Oh yeah, invisible IQ. That's right. Um. So anyway. Uh, this is a, most notable, I think, just because I don't think we've ever seen this happen with a map before. Well, not with consulate. Definitely. I mean, I guess not a map, but like we've had maps be pulled out of the ranked playlist or like we turned off from the game entirely for certain periods of time, but never because like there was a glitch on that particular map and they just like flipped it off. Right. Not. Yeah. No. OK. It looks like sorry, I'm, I'm watching this now. It looks like there's only parts of the floor that are fully destructible, but it is. There goes the mic. Oh, boy. And the water. Be careful. Careful recovery. He's got it. Okay, so what am I looking at here? Well, that's the floor next to a hatch. Is that what's going yeah. on? Okay. Did cool. you see that? Yeah. So yeah, fully destructible floor. Um, anyway, interesting. It doesn't look like it's all of it though. It looks like it's just parts of floors are completely destructible. But anyway, as important as that is, um, yeah, consulate. We so it's just funny because it's consulate like. Consulate's been in the game since closed beta and has not left the game since closed beta. Yeah. And, and so, it's it's never been like out of the ranked rotation or mm-hmm. it's always been like a prime map. Yep. Um so, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. It'll be back obviously. Um they had a timeline here. They it's, said PC hotfix early next week, so that might even be out by the time you're listening to this. And then they're expecting consoles to get the fix in year 5 season 1.2 patch, which I don't know. I would say it was in the next couple of weeks at least. Yeah. Um, so it's still available in custom and uh, elimination modes. What do they call that now? Oh, uh, terrace hunt and stuff. The yeah. training oh, grounds. Training grounds. Yeah, learning whatever. area. Um, so it's still there, but it's out of the regular rotation. Coming back soon. Just an interesting note. Uh, let's talk about this interview with the creative director of Rainbow Six Siege. This, this is actually good. This is very good. 
Yeah, so he's the new creative director, right? Because he replaced one of the people who's left. Yep. Um, Leroy Athanasoff. I'm sure I said that wrong. Probably. Uh, tell me, Chris, what stuck out to you here? So there's a couple of things that I I I, I like this guy a lot because I I mean he did say in the year five review or whatever that they're not like replacing stuff the old people were doing they're kind of carrying on things that they were doing but it really does seem like they're kind of coming in here and being like no this is we're going to change some things because we want to change something well just to hit on that i think i think what he was saying was not necessarily that we're not going to change things but it was more that like we haven't like unilater- unilaterally <laughs> unilaterally decided to make these like huge upheavals in the game like that this is i think he was trying to make the point that like these are plans that we've had for a while it's not like we got the reins and suddenly we just like jerked it and we turned into a different path that we were never going to be on before i think he was just trying to express like yeah this was like this was part of the plan and you are going to see big changes but like this it's not just because like we got control and now we're just going to like shift everything it's like this this is where we were going before um no yeah that, that that was his point but i think there is some of there are big changes control, and there's something and i well this is let me read this and then you'll kind of see where i'm coming from so they tested some new features that they're doing that looks like they're prep phase and support phase features and he said that they tested it with the pros and he said we recently tested some of the features we wanted to introduce in year five and year six in a workshop with pro players and they were unhappy to say the least they are the people that make their living from being good at this game. So they are the people in our population of players that want to have the control, that want to have control over the game. The more they are in control, the better they are at their profession. And then he says, I'm looking for what I'm looking for. Okay. And then he says, so if they are not happy with our proposed features, then to me, that means we are going in the right direction. So I think that's one thing where he differs from the old people is they wanted to like, oh, the pros say this, listen to the pros. Whereas mm-hmm. he's like, no. I don't care what you say. If you say you don't like it, that's good. That's what I want. I yeah. want you to be uncomfortable, yeah. which is good. I do think the pros should be uncomfortable with the game. They should be like, oh, we don't like this. Good. Throw it in there. Make them figure it out. <laughs> you don't get to run the game. You're, you're less than 1% of the game's population. You don't get to decide how the game goes for everybody else. Yeah. Um... You, don't, you don't know what's best for the game. You know what's best for you and how you're going to be good at the game, but you don't know what's best sure. for everybody else. Uh, I, it, the, yeah, the thing is that like, there's always some perception that like the pros know the game best and like they know what's balanced and what's broken, and that's like it's true to an extent. But also like, yeah, something new that's introduced is broken until everybody learns how to beat it, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's that's something that's just underestimated with games meta. It's, uh, it's just like, you know, things wax and wane over time as players learn yeah and like especially for a game that's getting live updates you're just gonna have to realize that things are going to feel broken because it's new and you don't know how to counter it yet or whatever but like eventually you'll figure it out and like i always go back to melee as a great example because melee has been the same game for almost 20 years now and like and it's been played at a highly competitive level for basically that entire time and you know like yeah like Fox has always been one of the best characters, but now like one of the best players in the world is a Jigglypuff character who just destroys Foxes left and right. 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 Like it's just like somebody learned how to beat Fox. And now that Jigglypuff is insanely good. Um, And you might not be able to follow this if you're not like a melee enthusiast, but the point being that like, just because something feels broken at first doesn't mean that it necessarily is. And it, like, as things, as people learn things about the game, especially in a, in a game like siege, where like 
there's really not that much difference between each operator, right? Like obviously the guns are different and the gadgets do different things, but it's not like like everybody moves the same, right? Like right. there's obviously different speeds, but it's not like melee where it's like some people can can jump to reach a certain height and other people just can't get to that height. Like yeah. it's, it's just not possible. And so it's like it like or I mean, yeah, or, or it's just something a little different, but like for the most part, like they all operate more right. or less the same. So like you can't break it that much. And like, and then also where it's a game where there's, it's five on five every time and, and the maps change. Like there's so many things that can happen throughout a match. And like in like so many variables in the team composition and all this stuff that like, you can't necessarily pick out one thing about one operator and say that that's broken. And it's like going to completely ruin the whole game, I guess. So, so I guess like my point is, yeah, the pro players do know a lot and their input should be taken like seriously, I think by the developers, but yeah. also it shouldn't be the end all be all. Yeah. Um and like and they're not necessarily able to predict the effects of a change any better than anybody else is. Yes. So, that's my opinion as somebody who doesn't really follow pro league that much. <laughs> um no, I just I like his like he's happy with the fact that they were unhappy with how it was. He's like, good. That means we're going in the right direction. Which, yeah, I and these changes must be big if that's. I'm excited to see. Well, what yes, in but the I mean specifically, he was talking about Tachanka, like how Tachanka is going to be completely new and stuff. Um, and then uh, what was the other change? Well, he talked about changes in the support and the prep phase, but he didn't say. Oh yeah, but those are the things that they were looked like they were testing yeah I, th- I think that's the kind of stuff he's talking about um and and i don't at least what i'm getting from this i don't think he's saying that like i don't care about pro pro no, league players input or like or i'm trying to make them upset like no. i'm, I'm trying like but i think what he's saying is like if the changes we make m- like make them uncomfortable right and and make them like take them out of their their comfort zone right yep. like if it does that, then that means it's good because we've made a significant enough change that it's actually going to change up the gameplay and like make people learn new things and keep it keep it entertaining and exciting, yeah. right? What um, do you any speculation on what you think they could do with the support phase that's making it more interesting? They specifically talk about you can't right now you can't be like, well, who who's the better guy at cycling cameras? Like it's just all you do is cycle cameras and you say where people are. There's nobody that's better at that. But then they're saying now we want someone to be better at something in the support phase like maybe you're not really good at putting a mouse on someone's head but in the support phase you're really good at whatever this is mm-hmm. what in the world could they change that's like a gosh i don't know because uh, i have no idea but just like thinking at this latest event that we had uh which we haven't talked about we should talk about golden gun a golden gun um that GG. happened but in Golden Gun, like there's, GG. you get it? Ah! Yeah, nice. It's like a game in the Golden Gun too. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, good one. Um, there's no prep phase in Golden Gun, and it was amazing how significantly that changed the game. Yeah. Uh, spawn peaking. There's especially. basically no spawn peaking. Um, it like there was a lot more rushing. Right, mm-hmm. attackers just rushing in because they knew that you hadn't had time to set up traps and everything, and all like, there like it was just it it changed the game in a kind of a really fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that that should be like the game going forward, but yeah. like it's it's just interesting when you mess with that a little bit, what it can do. Um, so I don't I don't know what they would do, but I do think that there's a lot you could do there. Like, and you can make a very small change, like just reducing the prep phase by 45 seconds, and suddenly <laughs> like the whole game's different. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Guesses? 
I I really really don't like the the only thing like I'm thinking and I don't think this is it at all but it's just like if you could change how the bomb like if the bomb I don't know I I don't know I really don't know like I have no idea what you could I mean I know they're doing now where like you can ping gadgets and stuff with cameras or whatever mm-hmm. but I don't I have no idea what in the world yeah. they came up with over there that it would be really interesting if you could like move bomb sites or something right like yeah or like program a bomb to do something as someone goes to or something I don't know like I have no idea but clearly something that doesn't have to do with like normal video game I mean maybe normal video game but not specifically pointing and shooting right which it seems like if you're good at the pointing and shooting you're usually good at pretty much everything else uh, I'm not necessarily. I mean, maybe not like regular video games, but like if you're good at the pointing and shooting, you're pretty good at like cycling through the cameras and calling people out. And I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of hot shots in Siege that like are dumb. Yeah, that are, they're just good at shooters, but they're not necessarily like good Siege players. I think that that player definitely exists. Yeah. Now that you say that, that is true because I have definitely played with someone that is good at shooting people, but sucks at saying this room is clear or I died from this person right here. Yeah, and you're like. Okay, you're really good at getting kills, but you just got right. our whole team killed because you didn't say that electrical wasn't clear when you hopped. Right, that skill only takes you so far. Like everybody who, I who like I think is actually good at siege recognizes that being good at siege doesn't just mean getting headshots. Yeah. Um. Okay. One of the other interesting things he talked about in this interview is they were talking about um toxicity, and he. I mean, I. He said, that ultimately, I feel like the toxicity of the game is the responsibility of the people making the game. He said they don't believe that there are people who are just toxic people, which I kind of think is kind of false. There are definitely yeah. people that are just toxic <laughs> people. And while it might kind of be the responsibility of people making it to make it so it's a less toxic environment, it's not your responsibility to make sure not anybody is not going to be toxic. Because people are going to be toxic. There are just toxic people. They just exist. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, but but reading what he's saying here, so I'm just going to read exactly what he said. He said, ultimately, I feel like the toxicity of the game is the responsibility of the people making the game. We don't put the responsibility on the people. We are not saying these are people that are toxic and these are people that are not toxic. We don't believe that on this team. We believe that there are just people and systems and that everyone has a threshold. So I don't think he's necessarily like eliminating the possibility that there is just a toxic person that you can't train to be nice. But I think he is saying um, that like the it, you had to put like certain systems in place to guide people to better behavior mm-hmm. and like uh if if it's tolerated right if toxicity is tolerated then you have one toxic player that's bringing out toxicity in all the other players because they're frustrated at how that is and that becomes the culture of the game and i think it is up to um ubisoft to facilitate the culture that they want their game to have um and then help players to to live within that. And that doesn't take away the personal responsibility for anybody else's actions, but I think that culture is bigger than any one person, right? Yeah. Um, he does mention one of the things, he gives an example of kids' bedroom. If it's being reinforced, people will kill that person that's reinforcing kids' bedroom because they don't have a choice. If they're not listening on the mic and they're reinforcing it, they're like, well, now I have to kill them because they're going to reinforce it. They don't want it reinforced. So he says, what if there were unreinforcements where you could, if mm-hmm. you had your reinforcement, what if you could take down your reinforcement? He's like, those are the kind of things that we're looking at. It's like, okay, that would be way nuts. We've talked about that before. Like, what if you could take down your reinforcements? And then yeah. you have reinforcements on, I don't know, blue, freaking blue hall and basement of clubhouse. And someone makes a hole in like the, I don't know what I'm thinking. But 
let's say you have reinforcement somewhere and someone makes a hole somewhere else, you just go take down your reinforcement from the yeah. one spot and cover up yeah. the other hole that someone just made. Yeah, 100%. This is something that, like, I I said this recently when we were playing. It's just, like, one of my favorite things is plugging an open soft wall with a reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Like, the you know, the attackers open up a wall that, that they're trying to come through and, like, you kill the one guy who opened it, but you know the rest of the team is also coming that way. You just, like, close it up. Or, like, or he's trying to, like, reposition or something. He's repelling or something. And you just close up the hole and suddenly he doesn't have a way in. We did this with a Maverick the other day where, like, it was one on two. He was last guy trying to come plant. Or it was uh, no biohazard. It was the it was golden. It was gun. golden gun. Yeah, yeah, it was golden gun. He was trying to come plant and uh, or I guess secure. And there we had two holes open into sight, and uh, we just closed them. We just put reinforcements over the open holes, and suddenly his options were limited to like two doors instead of. I'm sure castle barricades. I believe right. Yeah, I think something like that. But like we had it all closed off, nice and tight, and just like or castle wasn't available in that game mode. Actually, I don't think. I think we just put up regular barricades, but, yeah. but like it would have been where he would have had to come into a doorway where two people were looking at it as opposed to yeah. like having options um, to do something else. And so like it was really nice that we had those reinforcements laying around. So if you could pull down reinforcements, um, Castle can do this, right? Castle can pull down his castle barricades at any time during the match and replace them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And even his teammates can pull down his own castle barricades and then he can put it somewhere else, which is kind of an interesting way to like refund a castle barricade. Um, so, like, if you have a teammate that's on the other end of the thing that you've put up a castle barricade for and there's nobody coming over there, you can say, hey, rip down that castle barricade and I'm going to have it back, right? Yeah. Uh, so, it it would, like, have an interesting effect on actual strategy if you could move reinforcements after they've been placed. Maybe there's some sort of time limit on it where you can only do it, like, 30 seconds after you've done it or something so that it's not, like, you can keep doing that throughout the round. And also, like actually doing that throughout a round is extremely dangerous yeah and usually not advisable no and uh probably won't often pay off very much but when it does it's like really funny and like also very satisfying what if you had like a uh strategy where you left like the cash wall and clubhouse soft and then you let them like float up or whatever which it would have to be like an ash charge or something, because anything else you could just shoot through the wall you could shoot the charge through the wall it would have to be an ash or zofia right to hit it or a buck i guess but anyway, you have smoke, those smokes out there like on the thing and like hit the smokes and then you have two people reinforcing at the same time. I mean... <laughs> and then they're stuck <laughs> behind it again. It would be a really hard thing to pull off in yeah, that specific spot. But like there are other spots where you could feasibly do something like that and it, yeah. would, it would be like a meme strat, right? It yeah. wouldn't be something you would pull against like a, a really good team in ranked or something. But but uh, it's definitely something that like I've done before. Like I've I've let them open a hole, like snagged a kill and then plugged it up. and like you just kind of waste their utility for no reason. And then all of a sudden they have this, this hard wall that they have to breach. That they weren't expecting to have to yeah. worry about. Yeah. So it's, it, it is really funny. Yeah. Uh, we should try it in just a casual game or something. Sometime. No, we should. <laughs> just cause I, cause actually I do love the idea too, of like, if they're just putting up breach charges, you can just you shoot them. Shoot yeah. What if, or what if you ban Ash and I guess we only have one ban, but what if you banned Ash or Buck or someone that is, commonly picked for soft destruction then they have to put you on a breach charge right or use their thermite charge on it yeah they have to have somebody walk up to it and if you just have like a black eye out there yeah you could ping and then shoot them through the ping actually this might really be a good strat stop reinforcing these walls i mean it's it's honestly like an easier way to defend a lot of times than like trying to stop a hard breach yeah like the thing is that it's it's more likely that it will be open fast um but on the the trade off is 
so you, so you won't necessarily burn the minute that you might burn with a hard wall, right? Right. Versus you might, you might be able kills. to like snag some kills, uh, and just like throw them off, right? Because they're just not expecting to have to deal with it right. in that specific way. Um, or what if you just put a mirror window on that cash wall? That's how you put. Because then they try to repel up there, they're done. A mirror window on the cash wall. Yeah, yeah. no reinforcement, just mirror windows. Because then you can see them through the yeah through the thing. We gotta try this. We gotta try this. We figured out. We figured out clubhouse cash defense. Yeah, because it's hard to repel up there. Yeah, don't put the mirror down until like after the prep phase, so that they don't know it's there, and then right. they come repel up and. You could even like uh, wait for a drone to come in, and then like start reinforcing, so it looks like you're reinforcing like regular, and then just like stop before it finishes. So, so they're just expecting it to be totally regular, <laughs> and then and then what happens is you put no, don't put the mirror window up. Okay, hang on. Don't okay. put the mirror window up. Put a get a black eye out there, and yeah. as soon as thermite climbs up, you kill thermite, and then you reinforce. Oh yeah, if you can get a thermite kill, mm-hmm. bang, yeah, bang bang, dip dip potato chip, chitty chitty bang bang. All right, so All right. we got clubhouse figured out. This is see, this is what we need. We we have pro strats on the Underground podcast that are. I mean, this could could have been used. This is better than SSGs. This is better than anything any other team has done on clubhouse. <laughs> that would win you just gotta meme them then you'll win uh okay so is that all we want to pull from this uh lovely interview it's it's an interesting interview we we will link it in the show notes it's actually pretty long it's it's probably a good eight minute read yeah um so yeah it's got some interesting things in there we will link it in the show notes okay so golden gun also happened which we forgot to talk about golden gun happened one shot one kill the guns also destroyed hatches and barricades in one shot um, yeah and like went through soft walls and like made a big hole in the soft wall in one shot which was really cool yeah um everybody had their so there was a limited operator set mm-hmm. but it wasn't that limited there, no, was, just, there was probably like 15 on each side yeah um and it, it seems like they just took out the ones who kind of break the game mode so like castle mm-hmm. for example yep. um uh and then the other differences was there was no prep phase like we mentioned um I guess that's it. It was yeah. on three minute rounds. I wish the round it was on Oregon all the time. Secure, yeah. I wish the rounds were like a minute and a half or a minute. Yeah, the rounds should have been shorter because um, there was no reason to have people like like people aren't trying to actually play siege. They're not trying to strat, so like they don't need three minutes because then you have like one guy alive for the last minute. It's like this right, especially when so everybody only had one reinforcement. Also, so like especially when there's no prep phase and there's no like. You can't set up a real. I only had one reinforcement because you never put them up because yeah. you there's don't really no have time. time. <laughs> I um, was always running to the door to try to beat him to the door. Yeah, like when you don't, like when when you just don't have the same resources and time, then like suddenly it becomes a much different game, and and they're not burning a minute or a minute and a half trying to get through a reinforced wall, and so like you end up with that minute minute and a half tacked onto the end of every single round, where like I don't think I ever saw a round run out of time, or even come close. Um, well, that Maverick one ran out of time when he couldn't. Oh, I guess that secure. one did. Yeah, yeah, but that was the that was a tricky one. Yeah, I also I also had another one on uh, on Oregon where like somebody had reinforced one panel in the attic, and then they and they attackers opened a door or opened a hole trying to come in through the attic, mm. and then like he was trying to push up the stairs and it was kind of a gunfight going back and forth. So finally, I just walked up to the hole and reinforced the hole and he couldn't get in, so he had to go around the other way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it is funny. It, like it was especially easy to pull off in Golden Gun because like they only had one shot to get you right. basically. 
Um, so, um, I've been playing a lot of not a lot of, but I played Echo this week quite a bit, a couple of rounds. We had probably three or four rounds where the game was won because they couldn't play it because of Echo. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was pretty great. Ban Echo, people. <laughs> Seriously, ban Echo. Or if you don't use IQ, right? Because then they would pick Echo. I just pick IQ and I kill both Echo drones within like thirty seconds of the round. Right. I'll just kill his Echo drones and right. piss them off. Um. Let's see. What else with Golden Gun? I, I really liked it. I thought it was really, really fun. It was, it was like fun. a fun change of pace. Yeah. Um, also, I was like way better at it than I am at regular Siege. I got like way more kills with Golden Gun. Uh, one thing I didn't like, and Toronto Will from the Discord mentioned this, um, that like they should have like disabled melees or like made it not a one hit kill or something because yeah. so often you would you each take a shot and you miss and like the reload takes so long because it was like it was even in a longer reload than regular. So, so everybody had the Deagle if you didn't play this. Every had the Desert Eagle 50 cal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would get one shot and then you had to reload, but it wasn't just the regular reload animation. He like did the reload and then did like a spin of the gun in his hand. So like it took a little bit longer than usual. So because of that, like you both take a shot, you both miss, you don't want to reload. So then it just becomes a melee war. Yeah. And like so often it was just like somebody rounds a corner, you try to pop that one shot and you miss and they just run up and melee you. And it's yeah. like, it kind of in a lot of ways made the game less fun, I think. Yeah. Especially um, because melees are like you try to melee them, like you hit them, but you miss the melee because the melee is like a, it's like it's like a gun bullet. I I think is how it works, where it's just like a point in the middle of the screen. If that point in the middle of the screen isn't on them, it doesn't work. Whereas like most games, the melee is like it's a line across the screen. Yeah, and so as long as they're on in front of you and you melee, you're gonna hit them. Whereas in C, just not like that. Or like a lot of games have like a little bit of magnetism with the melee. Yeah. Um, I mean, some games go way overboard with like the like draw Modern you Warfare in. Two. It was nuts. You would lunge like five feet. Yeah, to, it was so stupid. Or like Halo sword, energy swords. And I know that's a oh, different yeah. thing, but but like even just Halo Two and Halo Three melees were like they would really like draw you into the yeah. person, and it was and a lot. I think it was to compensate for bad netcode, right? Of like yeah, two thousand eight netcode. Like they had they had to do what they can to make it feel good, but. At the same time, like it, it was just frustrating a lot of times when it's like that guy was like ten feet away from me. I, like yeah. I had a shotgun and I lost because he meleeed me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. I, I wish either I I think Sieges in general needs to change their melees where it's not just like a pinprick in the middle of the screen because there's so many times where like I meleeed that guy but I missed the melee even though I was come on like I was standing yeah. on him. You it'd can't be, miss a melee. It'd be nice if it was a little bit more forgiving. But for this golden gun mode, I I would have liked having just it just have turned it off. off or yeah. something, or if it somehow functioned differently. Yeah. Um. What if melee is just down people instead of kill them? Like a shield. What if melee? Uh, oh, like yeah, like in, like in golden gun specifically, or like no, in the all game. Time? In the game. Yeah, it'd be fine. Like I, it, still... like, it wouldn't change that much, right? But no, but. Just like the shield, just so much of the shields do, where it's like something. Yeah. Hmm. Um, would it? It would have been interesting if instead of like if there were no melees, but instead they had like an active reload system, like Gears of War, where like every time you shoot, there's like a little quick time event, and if you hit it just right, you'll reload faster. So then, like that oh, becomes the the challenge instead of like instead of instead of like run just running in a melee. Yeah. It's like okay, I gotta I gotta beat him on this reload thing. Yeah, I don't like Gears of War. Gears is fun, but uh, yeah, I, a lot of people don't like it. No, not my game. The campaign, I think, is better than the rest of it. Um, okay, is that all on Golden Gun? I feel like I wanted to say more about it. That's all I want to say about it. I really liked the like instant destruction of barricades and yeah, that was way patches, fun. And I almost wish that that was just all the time. Yeah, I I love the idea of like 
especially on offense of like i'm gonna beat them to this door like we're both running to the same door at the same time kind of got this like call of duty feel where like we're running to the middle of the map and i want to beat them there yeah where it was like i'm gonna make sure i beat him to that door because he's not gonna spawn pick me i'm gonna beat him there yeah because i would always run in through like i'd spawn construction and run in like through the through the bunker and go up through the attic or whatever mm-hmm. that was always way fun because i just i'd choose maverick i make a little hole in the back of the attic and i'd be up there with them on the second floor yeah in like two seconds uh i just realized i haven't i need to put more time into using dmrs now the dmr destruction has been oh yeah it's nice buffed. there's one spot in particular that i'm that i'm trying to do but i haven't had it work yet because it hasn't had an opportunity to work where like as a dmr if you go on um so oregon they're playing second floor they always had that rotation in between the um dorms and the, the big window room in mm. between those two rooms yep if you go inside the kitchen and like lay down, you can hit the hatch that's right there and the hatch with six DMR bolts so the hatch is blown. Mm-hmm. And you can see that rotation perfectly from like a prone angle and people are using that rotation so you can oh, cool. hit them as they're going through the rotation. But every cool. time I've done it, the rotation isn't there. Ugh. And every time I don't do it, they have the rotation. But that rotation isn't as common anymore now that like that big window isn't played as much on organ. And there's like that mattress isn't there anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it used to be like where there was a the mattress there and like that would block you from the window so they'd have the rotation there. Whereas like now the big window is there where the rotation used to be and so it's like well they yeah. don't really use that rotation anymore i think people are still really trying to figure out how the big window fits into oregon yeah top floor nowadays like is it should i push that like it seems harder to push now than it used to be even though you yeah. have more cover and stuff and then it's still like like you don't really get anything out of it now like it where it used to be if you took that big window you had that little corner where you could get a, like a sneaky plant and then it was like really hard to get back to it as a defender where now it's like, okay, let's say I win big window and I hop in. Like, what does that give me? And like, nothing good. Like, like probably just gives you a bullet to the face. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think people are still trying to figure out how exactly that fits into the strategy. Um, so that's Golden Gun. Anything else you want to do before we do listener questions? No, that's all I have with the Smazi skin. I wanted to get you started on that. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's Mazi's why you need good. to drink Ma. Yeah, we'll have the link in the show notes, but like, <laughs> to calm me down. That yes, dumb. relieve stress. No, it's dumb. That's what it's for. No, that's not what it's for. It's for energy. Relieve, focus. No, relieve okay, stress. so Mozzie, like his face is literally a piece of pizza. It's it's the silliest thing I've ever seen. I mean, Siege has gotten silly before with like face paint and like uh, Blackbeard's top hat. And, I mean, obviously you had the Rainbow's magic skins that were funny, but that was because of the event right uh, yeah um but this is <laughs> i mean the that rainbow's magic is a good point there's like the smoke with the kitty head right? yeah and like that's it's, really out there i mean there's two but it was a april fool's event it was a joke yeah this is not a joke the, i mean <laughs> it is a joke but but it's ridiculous but now we just have mozzie literally with the pizza head and it's just like eh. it's it's the one of the things is it's so different from mozzie that you can't tell who it is like obviously, i mean i know like, it's mozzie by looking at it right everybody's gonna know this is mozzie because only mozzie has it right. versus like the freaking hazmat suits it's like i don't know who that was there's four six yeah. i don't know how many operators have a hazmat suit yeah. and like i have no idea who that was um but like if you didn't know if you're not somebody who follows siege like that closely and you suddenly just see this pizza face guy it's like uh there's a guy with pizza head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. There's a pizza man in the other room. Mozzarella <laughs> is his new nickname, by the way. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. That's pretty good. Uh, and he uses the pepperoni. 
He uses pepperoni. So I hate it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it's not my favorite skin. But I also don't like a lot of skins that they make anyway, so. Okay, let's do listener questions. If you have a question, you can ask that in the Unrenowned Community Discord. Just search Unrenowned Discord on Google. You will find it. You also can find the link on our Twitter page, which is at r6unrenowned. Uh, follow us on Twitter to sometimes <laughs> see us tweet. You can ask questions on Twitter as well if you have questions, but better to join the Discord and ask them in the podcast questions dedicated channel. Also, if you ask six questions that get on the podcast, uh, then you will earn the podcast questionnaire role. Yeah, this role gives you a couple things. One, you get your own little channel with podcast questionnaires, which is fun. And the other one is you can ask voice inputted questions. So we have one of those today that we'll listen to in just a second from Just Unfriendly. Um, but you can have your voice on the podcast if you ask enough questions, you show us that you are dedicated to us. How great is that? <laughs> How great. How dedicated are you really? To unrenowned. <laughs> so get your questionnaire roll. Join in the Discord. Have fun. Say hi. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Do that. Okay. So let's uh, go ahead and start with this audio question that comes from Just Unfriendly. He is one of our Discord moderators and we play Siege with him a lot. Um, and we have a question for him, and I'm stalling until I can get it. Yeah, like he's moving on his phone, but he's doing a pretty oh. good job at still talking while he's moving on his uh, phone. I think this is... It seems like it pretty... Here we go. Hey, I wanted to test out this audio question submission. Uh, my question is, what do you think of the castle buff? I know it's been out for a little bit, but now we've had a chance to play around with it. Um, obviously, it's the secondary shotgun. Um, personally, I think it was a very intelligent way to go about it. It didn't, you know, we've talked about both buffing his gadget or giving him different weapons, and those always bring up additional questions, um, of making him overpowered in different situations. Um, I see this as a really smart way of providing him with a bunch of new utility so he can be more of a support character, which is always what he should have been. Um, what are your thoughts? Okay, so I do I do love the change of like the, the super shorty because we always talked about, people talked about, oh, well, give them the R4C or give them a different, or bump, bump, buff the UMP or you know, there's all these different suggestions. Nobody ever suggested, oh, I think we had secondary pistols or machine pistols or whatever, mm-hmm. but nobody thought of, well, give them a super shorty, like give them a secondary shotgun. Yeah. And that that I mean, you play castle a lot, but I think that's huge. Having someone that just has destruction with them all the time is so nice. Right. Um, yeah, it, it just gives him so much more flexibility and like utility on the site. Um, and that's really what his operator is supposed to be, right? Like his mm-hmm. operator is somebody who edits site in a beneficial way, theoretically. And so just giving him more ability to do that seems like a no brainer, especially since he doesn't have a great gun, right? Like it just seems like he needs something to compensate for that. And so now he becomes much more of an operator that you choose for the utility um, which goes beyond just the primary gadget. Yep. Um, I he, So he, he had gotten impact grenades um, a while back. I'm trying to remember how far back that was. That might have been when they were first introduced. Because uh, he had barbed wire and a shield, I think, for the longest time. Um, but anyway, he's had impact ever since I came back to Siege. Yeah, he's, he's had impacts for a long, long time. And then he got a bulletproof camera. And I think a bulletproof camera is a really great... Um, piece of kit for for those operators like castle or like a frost right she has a bulletproof camera i think that's really great for her mm-hmm. um 
and so, but the problem was, it's like, well, the impact grenades are so much more useful than the bulletproof camera. Um, and like, I would need them a lot to like open up certain holes that I wanted or to open a hatch or whatever. Rotations. Um, yeah. And so like now I don't have to do that anymore. I can, I can choose to keep that bulletproof camera, which like I think is very useful to the team. And also I can have my super shorty where I can now open the rotations that I need. I can pop open hatches. I never have to ask people for hatch opens anymore. Like one of the places I really like to use castle is, um, in the kitchen on chalet and so I always put a bulletproof camera in that like that like back entryway that like comes the west in west main door. Uh, west, which way is west? West is like towards not like the main lobby, but it comes into that like but little that, that little small lobby. entry that has the master bedroom stairs. Yeah, the west main. Yeah, so like that west main entry, I guess. Um, th- so you reinforce the two walls that go into the trophy room site, and then I always put the, the bulletproof camera just on those reinforced walls. And then the trick is to open the hatch right in front of it, so that somebody can't just walk up and melee the camera. And so obviously you, you need somebody to open the hatch for you. Yeah. Um, and you can't do it with an impact because you just put a bulletproof camera down yeah, you destroy the camera. Um, and you'll destroy the camera unless you get it like just right. Yeah. And you can't open it first because then you can't stand there to put yeah. the camera up. Yeah. So like you have to have a shotgun to open it. And it, it's, it's just really useful now to have Castle be able to do that all on his own. And then at the same time I can run up, I usually will open up a re, uh, uh, rotate for somebody playing bathroom upstairs. So I can go ro- open that for them. And then we have Castle to like Castle is really useful on that site to just like, seal up the um the main lobby entrance and get some warning if they're coming in that way um because usually nobody's like really playing that side at least the way we play it yeah um and then like i feel like that's that's one of the objectives that like they they kind of just like have to have to do the slow push and just like get whatever they can take and then at the last second try to make its final push into it and so castle's so great at stopping that where you realize like okay this is the way they're coming um, or like we've, we've funneled them to have to go this way. So I'm just going to seal up this door really quick and now make it a lot harder for them to make that last second push. It's just so nice to have that flexibility now to do more stuff on his own. Yeah. Um, he can also be used now too. I mean, like you need team rotations and stuff or like he needs to make a hole somewhere. You have another operator that can do that. Where if you're, if you're making strats where castle is part of the strat, he puts down his three castle barricades like, okay, well, now we also need you to do this. And that's something you can do because you're super shorty. Right. But still having a bulletproof camera. Right. Have you have you done anything where like you put down a castle barricade and you shoot the floor on the other side of it? So like you can go underneath and watch them planting anything or? Um, I haven't really. Um, it's definitely it's something I've thought about for sure. Um, I'm trying to think if I have. I don't think that I have. But there are places that I would love to give that a shot. Yeah. Um, or even just like opening holes at like foot level, um, just in front of a castle door. So you can see that somebody's trying to like walk up and breach it. You know, if yeah. you have like a 90 degree wall that you could use. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think he can suddenly do these things that are really interesting. Yeah. He can, he can make some really fun angles now with the super shorty. Yeah. So I love it. I think it's great. Um, yeah. I like, I still think it'd be nice if he got a little bit of a better weapon. Um, but I think this takes him a long way. Well, it sounds like they are doing something else with him too. It's down the line. So yeah, we'll see. But this this helps, and we'll see what it looks like in statistics after having a super shorty. Okay, let's dive into the listener questions from the Discord. This I'm in in podcast questionnaires over here, and I'm like, well, podcast questions. So we got one from Grumpy who asks, "What's the cure for the coronavirus?" Not not fish tank cleaner. <laughs> Is that why you wanted to answer this question? Just to say that? No, but don't drink fish tank cleaner. Don't do that. Um, no, we don't know the cure. 
coronavirus, but I mean, how's your quarantine going? Stay inside. Stay quarantined. Stay safe. Don't die. Yeah, take it seriously. Don't panic, but take it seriously. Wash your hands and don't touch your Wash face. your hands. There's actually a really good video on YouTube from, oh, what's his name, Mark Rowan or something like that? He's like the science guy. He did like, he's the guy that Mark did Rubber? the, yeah, Mark Rober. He's the guy that did like the, um, he made the phone thing where people would take the package or whatever. The and decoy it, package. Yeah, it'd be like the fart spray and the, the <laughs> glitter, glitter all over the place. <laughs> Great. He has actually this really good video about like coronavirus and like how to protect yourself from it. He's basically like, it's the coronavirus like it's like shooting at the death star like it, on your hands is like shooting at the surface of the death star it doesn't do anything but once you, like you touch your eyes your nose your mouth or whatever that's like the inside of the death star where they can actually like hurt ah. you it's the one weakness it's actually a really good video you should watch it but yeah i like that anyway just don't touch your face and wash your hands not that we i mean my my expertise is uh high school anatomy so what high- that's my es- expertise high school anatomy i oh. took high school anatomy so okay obviously i'm an expert in the medical field there you go uh, glow sticker says, what do you guys think about making the angled grip have more mobility during ADS? I feel like people never use it except on frost. Um, yeah, I think that's true. I think the, the vertical grip is obviously used most of the time because yeah. I mean, the thing is when you're, when you're playing siege, you're usually aiming down sights when you should be aiming down sights. It's rare where it's like, Oh shoot, I need to be ADS faster. It's like, no, when you're turning corners and stuff, you're you're ADS already. Yeah. So you don't really need like the quick to ADS thing. I used to use it for a while on like some guns that like the UMP, for example, it has a really easy to control recoil. So the angled grip is kind of nice because if someone like comes in a corner, you can like ADS really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, what do you think about having it have more mobility during ADS? I mean, that not that it has to make sense because it's a video game, but what do you think about that? Where you're able to move? Uh, what do you? Oh, I think you're able where, to move okay. Faster. I see where you can move faster when you're ADSing. Um, I think that's really powerful all of a sudden. Yeah, I, th- I mean, maybe that makes it compete with the angle or with the vertical grip. Vertical grip. But is that that's probably way too much because like stuff like peekers advantage is already such a big thing. It's like yeah. you don't need to make that even worse. Yeah. Um, so that's probably like the only reason I would say no. Um, but I kind of I like I like the idea in a vacuum. But we don't live in a vacuum. No. We live in a carpet cleaner. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I live in an easy vac. Um... <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Okay. Glad found 34. I think we can all agree that the amount of recent nerfs to Twitch's F2 are a little irritating, at least those of us who aren't Twitch mains and use her on the occasion. Uh, why not make the gun only have a three round burst or semi auto fire function and then bring the mag cap back to 30 rounds and the recoil down to where it used to be or to a more appropriate amount thoughts. So we don't have any weapons, do we, that are like straight up, uh, burst fire. We clashes pistol used to be that way, but they changed it. Yeah. It was was a two, two two shot burst, which was weird. Um, If you, if you ever take a gun and you put it on, there's a couple of guns that can go burst fire. It is the dumbest thing you can do with the gun because it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Like Sledge's L L five eighty eight L eighty five A six. Like that can do that. There there's a couple of guns on there that, that have the option. But it sucks. It's so bad. Like it's the recoil is worse than full auto. Mm-hmm. And it's like impossible to control because it's because it's inconsistent. It, yeah. It's just awful. I mean, yeah, it's awful. So if they were to do that, like I mean they would have to make the recoil actually consistent and like good. But I I I haven't played Twitch's FT. I used to play Twitch a ton. As when she got buffed where she could kill Maestro's cameras, I played her a bunch. It was really, really fun to just kill Maestro's cameras at the beginning yeah. of every round. Um, 
but I haven't. I don't think I played her maybe once since the the most recent nerf for the F two. So I need to play it again to really say. But I think it's still a strong gun. But I think it is. It is frustrating, like when the mag size goes down. That's one of the more frustrating nerfs. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. I haven't really felt that irritated with Twitch's nerfs. I don't think they're that significant. Um. I, I don't like main her, but. I don't know. I think it's fine. So I guess I like I don't really agree with the premise. Um, and I think you're right. They're like the three round burst and stuff. I used to try to use that at the beginning of Siege, and it just never was as good as I wanted it to be. No. And like like you're saying, it's hard to control because you have to like compensate for the pause every time that you have to fire again. Yeah. Um, it'd be a different thing if it was like you get a three round burst and it like stays a lot more accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't. It's not the case. No. And then related question from autopilot. What do you think of introducing a gun that has no full auto option, just a three round burst, maybe a secondary? I like the idea of a primary, like an M16 three round burst. Like Call of Duty yep. 4's M16? Yep, or Black Ops <laughs> M16. It's It feels so good. If they can make it like that where it feels good to shoot, like I'm totally down. I think it would just be super OP like it was in Call of Duty 4. Would it? Because well, you're just suddenly like, if, if, it's, if it's more accurate than auto. Yeah. Then like you're essentially you're essentially using yeah a, it's like a semi-auto gun that you get three ch- three chances to hit the head yeah well it's like a full <laughs> auto gun you get a billion chances to hit the head but this one you yeah only but get you three have shots. to control the recoil versus this one it it, it ostensibly I mean, you still have to would control it they can balance it out I like the idea I want to okay. see it I love the feeling of the M16 I do want to go back and play Call of Duty four now that you mentioned that just like, just for that that M16 is just, just so feels fun so to shoot. good. Part of that, though, is just that Call of Duty's shooting is just, like, a lot easier yeah. and, like, just, like, easier's not the... It is easier, it but, is like, easier. Uh, just more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that in games. I, I I like the games that have a less of a learning curve with it when it comes to shooting and stuff, where it's, like... Yeah. For example, there's the game um, Foxhole that had... Like the shooting, it was it was very difficult. To like Which learn. this is not a first person shooter. This no, is a top not. down yeah. strategy game. Obviously, but. so obviously different. But like <laughs> it was just hard to like get the hang of. And it's like I want to play a game that like I can, like I don't have to get the hang of it immediately. But like, where I just want the shooting to feel comfortable. That was my biggest problem with PUBG too. It's like the shooting just does not feel good. Right. And it's hard to shoot people. Right. Whereas like Ring of Elysium fixed that problem immediately. The shooting just felt good in that game. Yeah. You could shoot people, fine. Right. Um, yeah, I do think that like if, if siege weren't the game that it was, if it was just like kind of a more standard first person shooter with the same shooting mechanics, I would not be interested in siege at all yeah. over like a call of duty or a battlefield or something. Uh, oh, I definitely would, but would like, if it was just this, if it was basically call of duty, but with Siege's shooting mechanics. Oh, wait. Oh no, no, no. Are you saying, what are you saying? You're saying if they took out the gadgets and the operators. Yeah, oh, exactly. Well, yeah, if yeah, it yeah. wasn't the strategy tactical game that right. it is, agreed. agreed. I would not be interested in it. And like the shooting, yeah. I tolerate and like I have, have learned to get better at because I love the strategy and tactical yeah. version of it so much. So like, yeah, I, I don't think that's CG's strongest point. I think other people would argue that it takes a lot more skill than other games, and yeah. that's fine. But I'm, I'm not interested in the Counter Strike level of like having to precision aim. So that's me. Okay. Another question from Grumpy. Hear me out. One of the number one problems for the attackers is protecting the diffuser after it is, well, diffusing. Not sure if I'm the only one to think this, but why not just change the password? (laughs) Clearly the defenders know the password because they keep stopping the diffuser. So just change the password. What are your thoughts on this? Maybe have a new op called IT who can just change the password and make it impossible to stop. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like the idea. Just change the password. Like what? This whole time they've they beat us like what two times on defense already. Like, or I mean, they beat us two times on offense already because they had a fuse. Like, let's just change the freaking password, guys. Come on. Switch. So, so <laughs> over here. Fact check. I'm pretty sure they're hacking the diffuser, and that's why they have their own device that, like... That's true. Like, it's not like they're walking up and typing in the password. And they used to bash the diffuser, right? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Just destroy the diffuser. So, quick fact checked. I don't think that's true, but it's funny. It is funny. Oh, and in Call of Duty, they would they put in the same number over and over yeah, again. Yeah, like one one uh, five one two one something. Yeah, they had a little cell phone. Well, no, they would open the little kit. They'd... No, it was a cell phone. We're thinking about different Call of Duties. Uh, Call of Duty Four. I'm thinking Black Ops. No, I don't care about Black, Black Ops. Ops the... Call of Duty Four is the only Call of Duty. One one five one two something something something. Yeah. Anyway, we they always used to joke like on Call of Duty Four when you were planting, you'd always say like, "Okay, calling mom." That was like the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta call mom. I think I hope I hope I'm not getting this wrong because I think that's what that was. No, yeah, I, you're probably right. Um, next question comes from Benham. He says, "How about a defensive operator with a small gadget the size of Ellis Grismont that, when a certain in a certain radius, it makes it so you can't plant the diffuser there? They could have like three of them." Ooh, this is good. So, would it be like a <clears throat> echo kind of thing where like you would detonate it and it would stop their plant, or just like I think he's saying they like can't plant there unless plant they denial. destroy? Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I was actually kind of thinking when you were talking about like how you could change the prep phase, I was actually thinking like, what if somebody could like change where you're allowed to plant plant? Uh, but no, that's super interesting. If you had some sort of like jammer, basically mm-hmm. actually, a mute jammer should do this. You should not be able to plant on top of a mute jammer, yeah. but if it was similar to a mute jammer, but it only did the, did the diffuser, like that'd be really interesting. And if it was like a Kaid thing where you could stick it to the floor underneath, Right. Interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think essentially just make it Kaid's gadget, but it denies planting. Plant areas. The, the problem with that is then it's only it's specific to a certain game type. That's right. True. So unless you give it That's other true. properties or make it function differently in other game types, then it's specific to one game type, which at this point they might be okay with because bomb has sort of been confirmed to be like the canon game type of siege. Yeah. Right, and like, um, so they might be okay with it, but then at the same time, like... They do balance off of bomb. They say they balance off of bomb. Right, but then at the same time, the casual audience obviously is the is the money behind yeah. Siege, right? And so, like, how upset am I as a casual player if they introduce an operator that only works in one game mode, and maybe it's the game mode I don't like? Yeah. Um, so... I, I think it's super interesting. It'd be, like, I don't know how they can make that work in like the framework of their game, but I would love that kind of gadget. Agreed. What would you name him, Venom? Tell us. Yeah, let us know. Naysayer. <laughs> 36T Siege said, favorite elite skin. What elites do you guys have? What elite do you wish you owned? And what elite skin do you recommend? I feel like we get this question a lot, but it's, it's, it's been a good a second to, since we to answer a few talk about it. Yeah, I will say Frost's elite skin and Twitch's elite skin are both really, really cool. Those are probably my favorite two Which, out of all of them. What does Twitch look like again? She's like the like a World War. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two docks is pretty cool. Oh, is there a place where I'm going to see all Siege elite skins? Let's see. Elite skin list. Windows Central. 
There's got to be. Oh, Mira. Mira is one of my favorites. Yeah, Mira is cool. Which I don't know. I don't, I have like I don't think I have any. I, I might have like a few that I've unlocked uh, through like other means, but I don't think I've ever bought. I've one. never bought one. Um, it just doesn't interest me that much. I do like Frost. I like Blitz. Blitz is it's cool. Uh, I don't like IQ. No. I actually like Valkyrie. I know you don't. I do not like Valkyrie. But I think Valkyrie is really good. Um, let's see. Capkins, it just looks too much like his actual character. Yeah, it looks cool, but it looks too much like him. It's not very interesting. Kind of the same with Jaeger, too. It's like, it doesn't look that much different from his regular outfit. Yeah. I really, I really do like Blitz, though. A lot of the ones that they introduce, I'm usually like, no, I don't like that. I usually don't like them. Yeah. I'm very critical of the art team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. True. Mostly is a joke, but. Truer words. What what happened? Something happened the other day that we joked about the art team needed something to do. Shoot, I can't remember something. Something stu- we were talking about something stupid, and it was like they changed some random. Oh, painting. it was like yeah, they they put um, they they put like actual paintings somewhere that didn't used to have them or something. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly something like that. Now. And I was like, oh, I guess the art team just needs something to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But anyway, it was something stupid. Um, 360 Siege also asks what if team damage was removed completely or maybe if you shoot a teammate the damage automatically and only applies to you this would stop team killers and griefers I think the problem with that is just that then you have the problem of like like sometimes it's better that you shoot a teammate and they die instead of you dying like they jumped in front of you or like and then just disabling team damage completely like even if it didn't apply to you if it was just completely disabled then you can like throw grenades in while teammates are running in at the same time you fuse the room while you fuse the objective while your team is running like in. that's that's not yeah. cool <laughs> there's a reason that uh most like super competitive games do have friendly fire on yeah um but yeah like we were playing um warzone the other day not you and me but i was playing with uh our buddy taylor and like there was a guy in a in a house and we're walking in the door and we both just walked in the door both shooting and like Taylor was shooting me all in the back the whole time, but like it didn't matter because there's no friendly fire. Yeah. And so it's really not fair to the person in the room, right? That he's got two guys shooting at him completely, you know, with just wanton uh, abandon. And so is is Warzone completely just like another battle royale? Yeah, it's same, a battle royale. Same idea, armor, everything, all the same. Uh, or... I mean, it's it's so. What's different about it is, um like number one like most of the guns are good it's like you never have a round where you're running around like i just don't can't find a good gun that doesn't happen um i think there's really only like a handful of guns that actually drop on the map like i think there's some that drop like there's occasional like legendary guns that you'll find or whatever they're like all kitted out or like really good but for the most part i think there's really only probably like 10 guns that you'll find just like in general yeah and then like you can so you will pick up cash as you go so like there's just little cash things and like you get cash for killing players and stuff and you can go to buy stations and actually buy stuff so you can buy like a loadout drop which will drop you like your customized loadout that you already have set up okay or you can buy like an airstrike or you can buy like uav like all that kind of stuff um also when you die two interesting things happen so one is the first time you're killed, you go to what's called the gulag. So you're in just like a like a prison cell and you like you get a one-on-one fight with another person who's died. 
and like it just gives you a preset loadout and it's just like in this little tiny arena and you have to go like try to kill the other person if you kill them you get to drop back in so like Whoa. that's super interesting um and then also if you die your teammates can buy you back so yeah they'd get like forty five hundred dollars and they go find a buy station they just buy you back and you get to drop back in okay. so like it's never like the kinds of games where like you die and then you're just out yeah. And you just like are sitting there waiting for 25 minutes while your teammates finish the game or they have to drop out of the game. And, like, yeah. so that doesn't happen. Also, Call of Duty shooting just feels really great. Um, how is it like with as far as like how long does it take to kill someone like compared to Apex or PUBG? Um, I'd it say like... it's, it's in line with regular Call of Duty. Okay. So it's not like it's going to take because like yes. Black Ops 4 had the blackout or whatever where it was like there were some times where it would take like 15 shots to kill people with full armor. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess. It's probably more than regular Call of Duty. So what they do is like they have you have your regular health and then you can get armor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like you have to go and find like a level three armor set or whatever. You just like pick up armor plates. Okay. As you go, and then you like stiff the plate. You stuff the plates into your kit. Okay. Okay. And so like you can shoot through somebody's armor and break it, and they have to replace it. They have to find another okay. um, like armor that. plate to stick in. So like you. So let's you just probably... so instead of finding level three armor, you could just find three armor plates, and it's the same, but. It's not like, oh, I found a level three armor. It's just right. Yeah, so I'm going to win. Plates. Yeah. You have to find just enough okay. plates and they're pretty common. Like most games you will be um, armored out within the first few minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think you start with two and then you just have to find a, a third one and then you find extras to hold for when you take damage. Yeah. So you, it probably doubles your health. Okay. Um, but like, but it's, it's not like apex where you're sitting there, you go through a whole clip that you shot all into their face and then you have to reload and you're sitting there jumping around at each other while you reload. Like, I always think that's so stupid that that thing where you're just like circling each other, both reloading and jumping. It's like, this is dumb. This feels stupid. I like one of us should be dead by now. (laughs) Yep. Uh, it's, it's really fun though. Let's, let's play more of that. We have been playing that. If you guys want to hang out and watch us come watch us on stream. Like we should just do the names now. I'm I'm Ryguy W R Y G U Y Twitch YouTube and Mixer. And I'm just slow with three O's. Oh oh oh. Yeah, come watch us and hang out. Okay, last question. Yeah, Blue Nine Wolf uh, Hydroxide says, now that we are, oh now that we are in year five with all the new updates and changes to year four operators such as buffs to Nook's gun and enough time to see their full potential, can we get an updated tier list of the year four operators? I I want to wait until we see the next designers notes because we saw the designers notes from um year four season four like mid-season ones mm-hmm. but that only shows half the duration of those operators who who came out then year four season four year four season four yeah uh callie and Wamai, right yes because who just came out just now um ayana yana yana works okay so like Callie and Wamai haven't really seen their full potential yet like until we see those stats and then we can be like okay like now that we've seen designing sense after two seasons and pro league is starting to actually use them like then you can really kind of see their potential so i think once that happens well we can do another sure tier list of those operators <laughs> okay but <laughs> then I, we uh, i guess we just we, did the tier we did. list of their layer no we uh, also well, we also rated the operators in general i think a while ago okay but but we did just do their like outfits yeah we did do the outfits um which nook obviously won yeah but she will obviously not win the no, she actual won't. tier no. list. So what's more important to you? A cool outfit or cool gun? Depends how far ahead we are. And if we're on the match point. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good Dude, point. How many people actually uh pick your your operator based on if you're based on match on point? Round? Like if you're like especially if you're like if you're in the number one spot and you're gonna be MVP. 
or likely going to be MVP? Do you pick your your operator on that last round based on like whose skin you have? It's really cool, or like the if you want to do show oh, off your elite skin. Interesting. Like, do people actually do that? Because I never make like I never have a I second never thought even about think it. about it. No, I I will say I have thought before like oh we're up three zero like the last time we were playing Oregon we were Oregon basement we were up three zero we were playing basement or maybe we were up three one and I was like well I'm just gonna put Rook in the basement I'm gonna sit like in the bunker prone with Rook's shotgun wait for him to come in that door. I got two kills out of it and downed someone. And I was like, I wouldn't have done that if it was like even, but right. we were up 3-1 and we were clearly going to beat these guys. So I was like, let me just try this. Yeah. So like that does happen, but I don't ever think like, oh, I'm going to be MVP. So I want to show off my cool skin. So let me pick the operator no. with this skin. I never even think that. Yeah. Like, I'll def- like you're saying, I'll definitely change who I'm picking based on like, we either like really need to win this round. So I'll like p- take a serious pick or take Chaka. like more of a jokey pick to do something silly. Right. Because like we're probably going to win already or like or like we're just ahead. So I want to try something different. But I never have I thought about like the outfit I want to show on the end game screen. How many yep. people do that? I'm interested to yeah. see. Let us know on podcast feedback. Be curious. Um, okay. So I think that wraps it up. Don't forget um, to follow us. I'm Ragai, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. He's just hello with three O's. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Follow us on Twitch at R6 Unrenowned. And if you want to support the podcast, go to on Twitter. Mom. Follow us on Twitter at R6 Unrenowned. The, the R6 Unrenowned Twitch is not, on Twitch. not super exciting. Yeah, don't do that. Twitter, R6 Unrenowned. And then... You can help support the podcast by going to drinkma.com. Reduce, reduce stress. Slash R6 pod. <laughs> drinkma.com slash R6 pod. Reduce stress. Chris? Power and focus. Are you ready to play Battlefield tonight? I, I actually, I love Battlefield. That, so, that game. We're, we're playing Battlefield 5. The reason we're jumping back in tonight, like we, we go in like little spurts of Battlefield often. And the reason we're jumping back in is because our friend just got a flight stick. This, and so This is the friend that, well, he's also the reason we move off the game. Yeah, true. We move off and on games because of the one friend. Yes, when our, well, not just the one, but when our IRL squad, they have very uh, fleeting tastes. And so they will play a game for three weeks and like, we never play a game long enough to really get good at it. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like we do okay, but like, it's like just as we're starting to like unlock a lot of things or just as we're starting to like really get good at it or learn the maps, then they want to switch games. So it's like, it's super frustrating sometimes, but he got this flight stick. So like what we used to always do the tank brigade in Battlefield where like, Usually I drive the tank and then like um, he would usually be the gunner and then the rest of the team has like javelins and stuff. So this is not Battlefield 5, but Battlefield 4 and 3, they would have like javelins and stuff so we could just like take down all the helicopters and everything. So now he wants to fly a plane (laughs) with his flight stick and then uh, I'll be in the tank and when he has planes giving him trouble, he'll fly by the tank and I'll shoot the planes out of the sky. It's pretty cool. I saw a video of this happening. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. It looks fun. I've done it a few times and there's nothing more exciting to me in gaming than like nothing will just make me giggle with glee more than like shooting Shooting a tank. tank. I mean, shooting a a plane out of the air with with a tank. tank. Because it's just like you have to time it just right. And the planes are so fast and they just like go zooming by. Yeah. And like the tank shell takes a little bit of time to like, you know, it, like there's actually delay when yeah. you shoot it. And so like you, you have to time, time it just it right. right. And it's just so satisfying where you go and the plane goes. <laughs> it just like falls out of it. Like the way it falls is just so satisfying. And yeah, like, it's cool. You either get the kill or you just see this pilot drop and his parachute go and you just like take him out with your, your mounted gun on the your machine gun yeah on the, on the tank and it's just like you know he's just there like what the heck just happened to me um i the battlefield 4 tank brigade was so fun because it was like a you could have your so we used to do a ryan would drive and taylor was the gunner with and his gunner he had like we upgraded to the point where like the gunner had his gun and then you also had like the 
um the locking mechanism thing so you could lock onto tanks and stuff yeah and so yeah so i would have a dmr as like an engineer i'd always stay further back because people try to go and c4 the tank so i'd shoot those guys trying to c4 and then he would use the what is it called Soflam? Soflam. The Soflam. So then I would pull out my javelin and hit the tanks that you guys are shooting at because yeah. he has a Soflam on him. Yeah. We were unstoppable. And then like... We were so good. My tank had like a... I forget what they call it. Some like canister shell or something, but it's basically oh, like... Oh, yeah. Basically, it was like a shotgun shell shot out of the tank. So when infantry came up, instead of like trying to down them with the machine gun, you just have this giant shotgun shell that comes <laughs> out of your tank <laughs> cannon. <laughs> it's just like... Poof, and it just completely blows them away. <laughs> Like it's so yeah, it fun. was fun. Battlefield is a really good time. If you've never played a Battlefield game, definitely it's fun. Go do it. It's like it's on Origin Access on PC for five bucks a month. Like, yeah, drop five bucks and just try it for One a month. month. Yeah. Battlefield Five or Battlefield Four, both of them are like really great. Um, I never really liked Battlefield One that much, but I I don't think I ever played it. The the only problem with Battlefield Four is if you're playing with a squad, the servers split you up. It's yeah, so it's dumb. So Battlefield Five fixed that problem. It doesn't make any sense. But they fix the problem in Battlefield 5 where if you're playing with friends, you won't get split up from your friends. Yeah. But I highly recommend Battlefield. If yes. You, if you haven't played it. Very fun. All right. Well, we're going to do that tonight. So hopefully you guys uh, come stream. You were there. And if you weren't there, go follow stream crew or join the stream crew on the Discord. Yeah. Do that. Be there and next then, time. Uh, you can live your life good. So just goodbye. Goodbye.